Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning we're finishing part two of our study, How Are We Made Righteous? How Can We Be Holy? I'm starting with the verse, Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. So I wanted to look up the word of to see the righteousness of God in the 1828 uh, Norwex Dictionary. And it said that of means from or out of, proceeding from, the cause, the source, the means, the author or agent, bestowing, the agent who is bestowing. So this righteousness that's from, out of, proceeding from God, who is the source by his own means, gives us this righteousness. He doesn't just give it to everybody. So it doesn't sound like we behave with right doing or righteousness because we are holy, does it? Philippians 3.9 says, Mine own righteousness is of the law. How is my own righteousness of the law? Well, I'm going to share my thoughts, and of course, as usual, you must reason it out on your own. But okay, since we don't have right thinking or doing, we had to... have to establish a set of rules by which we can keep society safe and pleasant. In this case, God has already given us the moral law. In our society, we continue to add piles and piles of laws because basically the law doesn't work to make us righteous. Oh, we needed it. We needed this moral law. God gave it to us. We needed it to follow and to understand God's government and principles that support love. So, We have this list to look at, these laws, and think about and try to implement. The problem is we're not actuated by it. And even if we are on purpose about keeping it, we ourselves, we're just not holy. Our thoughts continually fly out some direction. It wasn't going to work to make us in ourselves righteous or holy by this law, by the list. The list is is a mirror that helps us to see how far we fall so that we know and we need Jesus. God knew our condition and our need. He provided it through Christ. Philippians 3.8 explains that Paul counted all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. Salvation is free, but it costs us everything. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. The life I live is by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, that's Galatians 2.20. Simply put, Jesus came in our flesh. He took our flesh, he took it to the cross. Therefore, my human flesh has been crucified. He is the player on our team that won the game for us. We win with him. We died with him. But we're still alive, and it is the indwelling of Christ by faith that gives me power to live a righteous life. Or to say it another way, when I have fulfilled the conditions, Christ gives me his righteousness, and we begin to walk together. The conditions are simple. Acts 2.38, it tells us, Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Number one, repent. Learn the things you need to know to receive Christ as your Savior. Number two, be baptized in the name of Jesus. 
Number three, Jesus will give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you receive that gift, you will be in, enabled to walk with Jesus by faith. And all along the way, he will be teaching you and helping you grow up in Christ. The people of God must be able to say, the law has been written in my heart. All right, I want to summarize it. If we trust and believe who Jesus is and what he has done and is doing for us, we repent, we confess, we reform, we accept him, we are baptized, we confess what we believe, our lives are different, and Jesus will give us the earnest of the Spirit which brings his righteousness into our heart, then our walk with him begins and daily we surrender our plans to him, spend time in his word, and learn to be sensitive to his voice when he calls us to obedience. It is the work of a lifetime, but it is not a single act by which we are saved or lost, but the tenor or the course of our life and the stamp of our character. We choose to obey, and it is God who makes us righteous. I want to give you Job 28. 28 is sort of a warning. <laughs> If you don't depart from evil, you won't have understanding. But it's said in the positive. Depart from evil is understanding. To depart from evil is understanding. Job 28, 28. So, to not depart from evil, you don't have understanding. In other words, he who wills to do the will of God will know the doctrine. It's just another way of saying the same promise. But I chose a promise. Psalms 119, 1 to 3. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. And I couldn't think of a better hymn. I'm just going to sing one verse of it because uh, it's kind of long. It's just as I am. couldn't think of a better one. Just as I am, without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I this morning. I pray for those who are here with me today. Open up their understanding and their ears. Let it sink in deeply. That you will give them this righteousness and you will work with them day in and day out. And if they fall, to get back up and to come to you, the quicker the better. Lord, you know that we are frail. That's why you came to save us. And I pray for these ones here today. They will lean on you with their whole weight and submit to your will in their life, whatever that is. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Please join me again tomorrow morning as we study and sing and pray together. It's a wonderful day.